Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All righty, guys, that was Pull Up Tay on the intro, and we are live for another episode of The Auto Bit. It is March. It is our favorite time of the year, man, and business is booming over here at All Facts Media. We are here live at the MAC tournament in Atlantic City, but today we have a special, special, special guest for you, man, special uh, episode for you guys. We're going to be joined by the NEC champion, Mount St. Mary's, and uh, we're going to have head coach Dan Ingolstadt, and we're going to have Damian Chonqui, one of the one of the stars of the NEC tournament, man, so cannot wait to get you over to that interview a little later on. We're super excited about that, man, but Drew, we're here in Atlantic City, man. It's been a great week, man. How how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Like you said, man, you know, we're in Atlantic City for the MAC tournament, so watching tons and tons of basketball, man. We had to get some triple screen action last night trying to watch that CAA championship between Drexel and Elon. Shout out to the Drexel Dragons, man, for winning this the CAA chip. That was a school that I was going to go to back in the day when they had Coach Bruiser Flint down there. Shout out my guy, Coach Bobby Jordan, if you're listening to this. Um, great guys down there in Philly, man. Happy with us. Happy to see those guys get done, even though, even though those guys aren't there now. Um, you know, Drexel always had a special place in my heart. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to, you know, get these guys that interview with Mount St. Mary's, man. Those guys obviously just pulled off a stellar, stellar, stellar tournament run in the NEC tournament. But I'm excited, man. You know, it's March Madness. We've seen buzzer beaters galore. You know, Ethan Lasko last night, you know, had some uh, late night heroics, man. So got a lot to get into on this episode, man. But definitely, um, you know, glad to be here. Yeah, we talk about Ethan Lasko, man. The MAC tournament had been wild, man. Night one, we saw the 11 seed Ryder Bronx knock off the 6 seed Canisius Golden Griffs, man. It was a thriller, high scoring affair. Ryder was down 11, about 11 minutes to go. They were down uh, five with about two minutes to go. End the game on a 7 0 run um, to advance to the quarterfinal round of the MAC tournament. And then last night, we saw Ethan Lasko, who was a walk on at Manhattan, hit a three to send Manhattan into overtime against Fairfield. Obviously, Manhattan was one for 17 from three before he. He hit that shot. Um, the second May 3 of the night was the biggest of the night. Unfortunately, Manhattan fell in overtime to Fairfield, who will be moving on to the quarterfinals, where they'll be facing Monmouth today. Um, also, the quarterfinals today, we're going to see Iona and Siena. Um, obviously, Iona last night defeated Quinnipiac in, in what was a, a, a kind of a disappointing game for the Bobcats, man. They, they just struggled to make shots, um, struggled to make free throws, man. It was just one of those days where shots did not fall, and unfortunately, Rick Pitino had his team ready to play, and, you know, Iona um, put it on him, man. They were able to win that game 72-48 to in advance to the quarterfinal round where they will face Siena, who was the one seed in the MAC tournament. Manny Camper just announced to be the MAC player of the year. Uh, if you guys haven't already, make sure you guys go back and watch that interview with Manny Camper. We had Manny Camper, Jalen Pickett, and head coach Carl Massarello in our first episode of the Auto Bid. So if you haven't already, make sure you go back and watch that episode um, of the Auto Bid, man. But it's been a fun week, a very exciting week of action at the MAC tournament. I'm excited for that Siena-Iona game today. It should be a lot of fun. Now, for sure, man. Definitely should be a lot of fun, man. We're going to talk to you guys um, a little more about the kind of matchups today a little bit later, man. But it's been a fun year this year at the Auto Bid, man. We had a lot of guys on the platform, man. We shout out uh, my guy Darius McGee, who was named Atlantic Sun Player of the Year. Um, we had him on the Auto Bid earlier this season. Shout out Alex Morales. We had him on last week's episode of the Auto Bid, who was named NEC Player of the Week. Um, also, the Tark Brothers, obviously at Coppin State, swept the Miyak Awards. Uh, Anthony Tark winning 
Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. Nando winning Rookie of the Year and getting Anthony uh, Miak third team all-conference. So make sure you guys go back and stream that episode as well. Um, my guy A.J. Wilson uh, was able to break the George Mason all-time blocks record um, in his last game at George Mason. So um, make sure you guys go back and stream his episode of the Auto Bay. Man, we've had a great, great year on this podcast, man. It's crazy to see um, the amount of guys who have success you know, this year, winning Player of the Years or you know, regular season champs and all type of crazy stuff, man. So Definitely been a, been a fun year. Hope I didn't miss anybody, man. But um, definitely been a great, great year this year. Yeah, it's, it's it's been awesome, man. I'm pretty sure every player that we've had on here ended up winning um, a postseason award or, or breaking the record, whether it be you know, AJ Wilson breaking the blocks record, or Alice Morales, Darius McGee, Anthony Tark um, winning player of the year, Nene Tark winning rookie of the year, Manny Camper winning player of the year, to Jalen Pickett won black player of the year last year. I mean, it, it's, it's been a crazy year, man. So definitely been awesome. Now, for sure, man. Since we're going to talk about records and people who we've had on the podcast, I can't forget about my brother, Splash brother himself, Jacob Bergoni, set the Quinnipiac all-time record in three-pointers made. Also uh, joining a thousand-point club this year, man. Um, so hats off to you, Jake, on a wonderful, wonderful career at Quinnipiac. Um, I mean, definitely, definitely probably one of the best shooters I ever played with, you know. Um, so kudos to you, man. You definitely had a, had a great year. Um, they were episode two, I believe, of the Auto Bait. So make yeah. sure you go back and stream that, man. From the Splash Brother himself from Australia, from Down Under. Yep. For sure, man. So we gave you a little bit about the Mac, man. And like we said, it's been a busy week. You know, it, it, it is bid, uh, bid clinching week, man. It is championship week. Um, Selection Sunday is this Sunday. We're a few days away, man. And a bunch of teams have punched their ticket. It's been 11 already have punched their ticket. Uh, we're going to see 20 more between now and Selection Sunday, man. So we're going to give you guys a little recap. Just in case you guys have missed any action, man. It's been... Pandemonium, uh, to say the least, um, to start the week, man. We're going to start out with the Atlantic Sun, man. I mean, um, obviously Liberty, our guy Darius McGee. Liberty was the first team to put the ticket to the dance. They defeated North Alabama in the championship of the Atlantic Sun tournament. Obviously, North Alabama um, was a team that uh, is, is in the third year of a four-year um, transition period from Division One, So they were not eligible um, to go to the tournament, even, even if they had won the Atlantic Sun championship game. But Liberty was able to defeat them in the championship of the Atlantic Sun uh, and advance to the NCAA tournament, man. Coach Richie McKay is in a outstanding job with that program. Obviously, we mentioned Darius McGee has been an absolute tear this year, man, and Liberty um, is going back to the tournament looking to to, 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 to get some wins. Maybe we talked to, to Darius McGee earlier on the, on the podcast, man, and he said that his, his squad is looking to win games. They've already beaten Mississippi State and South Carolina this year out of the SEC, man, so they're a team that have no stranger to success. They beat South Carolina in the NCAA tournament. No, Mississippi State, I'm sorry. Mississippi State in the NCAA tournament a few years back, man, so they're no stranger to wins in March, man, and they're looking to get some more wins this year for sure. Now, yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Liberty won, man, because that would have been a a puzzling occurrence if they would have lost you know, to North Alabama and then you know North Alabama can't go and Liberty goes regardless. So I'm glad that Liberty kind of, kind of I guess absolved the uh, a son of, of of a nightmare situation that they would have had to to to, to deal with there. Well, I guess North Alabama they would have been the tournament champions, but you know not being able to go to uh, the Big Dance definitely does hurt. You know, so to the Big South, man, we go. Winthrop was crowned Big South champions. Um, shout out to my guy Jermaine Ukebu down there. Winthrop man winning back to back champion championships down there in the Big South. Man, um, Winthrop pretty much ran through the Big South. Campbell did make a bit of a run. Um, Campbell beat Radford, I, I believe, right? Yes, yes. Campbell, Campbell, Campbell. Um, definitely had a good run in the Big South tournament. Man, gave Winthrop a run for that money, man. But obviously, Winthrop man, like we said, they they did run through the Big the Big South this year. Only lost one game out to UNC Asheville this season, man. So. So, you know, kudos to, to Pat Kelsey for the job that he's done at Winthrop this year, man. Chandler Vordran is going to be a player to watch in March. Uh, he actually has a Division II transfer. We'll talk a little bit about, about another Division II transfer later on in the show. But Chandler Vordran has been absolutely spectacular um, all season long, man. Campbell was, you know, a team that, that, that was a third seed. Um, in the Big South tournament, but you know, obviously was able to knock out Raffer, who was the second seed, and advance to the championship where they were defeated by Winter. But you know, like we said, man, Winter is going to be a team. If you're looking for some bracket busters, looking for teams that are going to make some noise, uh, we mentioned Liberty, but Winter as well, man. They are both teams that can advance, and I I think both of those guys will win a game in the tournament. I think you know whether it be a 12-5, 13-4, um, I think those guys will are definitely. Liberty and Winter, I would almost pencil in my bracket now 
to advance to the round of 32. And then depending on the matchup, those are two teams that could, you know, even make it a Sweet 16 run, man. So, um, yes, it, it was, it was, you know, a, a, a great season for Pat Kelsey and went up over over in the Big South. Only a only one loss for them this season, man. They are definitely one of the best teams in the country. Not for sure, man. Um, to the CAA we go, man. I mean, this was probably the conference with the most wreckage, um, you know, in in, the, in this week, man. We started off with JMU, man. JMU, um, who was the one seed entering the CAA tournament, uh, got upset, you know, by Elon in that quarterfinal round, who was the eighth seed. Um, definitely a controversial ending to that game, man. The referees called two technical fouls. I think one was for a player screaming and one um, after a made bucket, and then the other one was for a coaching box error or something like that, which... The next day, um, I guess the, the, the higher-ups in the CA, uh, ref, refs um, pretty much came out and said that both of those texts were unwarranted, should not have been called. Um, I mean, your heart absolutely breaks for JMU, who obviously has been through a lot this year. Their CAA Player of the Year, Matt Lewis, you know, goes down with a season-ending injury. They still make it to the NCAA tournament. I mean, excuse me, to the CAA tournament, um, obviously, and have a chance to advance. And then this happens, you know, with the referees. Absolutely hate for that to happen, man. For sure, man. I mean, we knew the CA was gonna be was gonna be crazy coming in. I mean, Hofstra was coming off a pause. Delaware was coming off a pause. Northeastern all coming off pauses, and it really hurt Hofstra. Northeastern, man. Northeastern obviously was the one seed. They had the, the best player, in my opinion, in the league. Um, in in Tyson Walker, Matt Lewis was also obviously up there as well. But I mean, me and Drew saw Tyson Walker in person. I I don't know if I've seen a better player in the country than Tyson Walker, man. And you know that that COVID, man, it it, it, it is real, man. I mean, obviously Hofstra and Northeastern both found that out in the conference tournament. Delaware as well, who was also coming off a pause, man, and, you know, it's unfortunate, man, but that's the way it goes, man. Like you said earlier, definitely happy for Drexel, man, to be able to get that done. They are definitely going to be a dangerous team. The Colonial always, you know, puts out good, good teams in the conference tournament, so uh, happy for Drexel and, and, and uh, the Dragons to be able to win the CAA. And for sure, man, and um, definitely, like I said, you know, for, for my heart goes out to, to JMU, man, um, in that 1-8 game. And, you know, Northeastern as a 2 seed coming in, you know, co-champs um, in the in the CAA, man. It's definitely, you know, unfortunate for them. You know, your 1 seed goes out, your 2 seed goes out. Um, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy, man. JMU um, and Northeastern, man, had to have a regular season. But nonetheless, the Drexel Dragons will be dancing. So, congrats to those guys for punching a bid out of the CAA. Um to the Horizon League we go. Cleveland State was able to capture the Horizon League last night. Um, I mean, the Horizon League got a little funky at first, man. We, we saw upset that first night. Um, Milwaukee upset Wright State. You know, and then Milwaukee turned around and almost, you know, beat Cleveland State, man. They gave them a run for their money. Um, it was it was crazy, man. Milwaukee for a little bit. I got a notification. It was like, oh, I don't know, man. They're going to be able to pull it off again. Um, but Cleveland State is able to punch um, a bit out of the Horizon League, man. Um Definitely, definitely, you know, congrats to those guys as well. For sure, man. The Horizon League was, was craziness. Um, but in the end, um, Cleveland State obviously was, was was able to end up, you know, winning it. Um, they were co-champs with Wright State in, in the regular season, man. So those two teams were neck and neck all year. You kind of had a feeling that it was going to be one of those two teams. I mean, they, they, they clearly separated themselves from the path. Um, obviously, Wright State was able, got upset. But Cleveland State was able to survive in advance and get out of the, out of the Horizon League unscathed. Now, I do have one nugget. Was... Was this not the team that Cleveland State? Weren't we talking about them on the early episode of the Audubon when they were? Didn't they give up a forty-zero run to Ohio? Was that, was that them? That sure was. That sure was that right. Sure was. They, they they lost that game one hundred and one to forty-six, including a 40 zero run. Forty-zero run, and yeah. they turn around and when the Horizon League are going to be in the NCAA tournament. I mean, talk about Nuts. that. Talk about <laughs> the tale of two seasons. I mean, one game you lose by fifty. Then turn around a couple months later, and your Horizon League champions going to the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's I think that's the mark of a of a, of a great coach, a well coached team, sure. man. To take a team from you know giving up a forty to nothing run, being pretty much the laughing stock of of basketball for a night, and then you just keep chopping away, keep chopping away, keep chopping away, man. And now you know for them to to be Horizon League champions, man. I mean, that's just a lot um, about that team, man. About the the, the players on that team uh, being able to kind of just you know next play mentality, next play mentality, having a short memory, you know, being able to kind of all right brush that loss off and then keep pushing, um, you know, throughout the rest of the Horizon League season, man. So um, 
definitely shout out to those guys, man, because that was quite the, 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 the turnaround. Not for sure. You talk about having a short memory. I mean, they, they lost by 55 to Ohio. Next game, they turn around and play Ohio State and give Ohio State all they could handle. Lose 67 to 61. Um, you know, obviously they, um, Ohio State is one of the best teams in the country. Um, and for them to come out their next their next performance out a week later and give them more for their money, then obviously turn around um, in the Horizon League and do what they did, man. I mean, you know, they won their next nine games after after that Ohio State loss, man. Started the Horizon League nine and zero before a loss to Wright State. Um, Knocked them off there. It's not, but man, I mean, Cleveland State, man, that is that is a story of, of adversity, man. And they definitely, they definitely, um, you know, are, are 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 you know one of the, one of the toughest, mentally toughest teams in the country. You know, to be able to turn that turn their season around the way they did. Now, for sure, man, definitely got to give a shout out to head coach, you know, Dennis Gates, um, for 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 the coaching job that he did with those guys this year. Um, they were picked seventh in the preseason poll, and obviously we mentioned they were picked seventh. Suffered that 50-point loss earlier in the season, man, and now they're sitting as the Horizon League champions, man. So, um, head coach Dennis Gates, man, um, hell of a job there, man. Um, definitely want to give those guys a shout out, you know, for for winning the Horizon League, man. But to the Missouri Valley we go. Um, Louis Chicago wins the Missouri Valley. I don't think there's any surprise there. Um, you know, I think for me the most admirable thing was seeing Drake actually get to the, the title game. You know, obviously we know all the adversity that that, that they faced um, with the injuries that kind of set them back this season. But to see them, you know, finish it off, man, and at least get to the you know the the, the conference championship game, man, and give yourself a chance. You know, that, that that's all you really ask for, man, is give yourself a chance to to, to go dancing, man. I, it's, it's unfortunate because I think that they would have been at full strength, then. They got a, They maybe could have got an at-large bid, or maybe even won the Missouri Valley um, if they would have been at full strength, man. So um, being able to steal one against Louis Chicago in in the two-game series that they had was huge, despite the injuries, man. So um, you know, kudos to Louis Chicago for winning that, but you know, kudos to to, to to Drake as well for a great season. Yeah, for sure, man. I, mean, I was telling you all year long, man, when they lost Shaq Hempel and they had that series against Louis Chicago. That's why I told you that I thought they could still win one game in that series, and they did because this team just they find ways to win. I've said it time and time again, man. They they are they're an old bunch, they're a disciplined bunch, man, and they they simply never they ever never say die uh, mentality, man. What I would say about Drake is that that loss to Bradley it hurt them uh, a lot because when you're trying to get to when you're trying to get an at-large bid, um, those type of losses, um, quad three, quad four losses um, are not going to help your case. Obviously, you know, the committee is going to know they, that they weren't at full strength. Um, hopefully, you can get Shaq Hemphill back for the tournament. They said that um, he's been, you know, he's seeking evaluations to see, you know, if he can get medically clear. But they're going to be sweating out until selection Sunday, man. But I think, like you said, to get to the to get to the, to the tournament final and to get a little Chicago, everything, everything, you know, th- that they wanted. Um, in that in that championship game is definitely a testament to them. I hope they get in. I would love to see them in in the tournament. Uh, I think they, I think they deserve to be in. You know, but that's up to the committee. So we'll we'll see what happens. Now for sure, man. Um, to the Ohio Valley, man. Um, Moorhead State. You know, Moorhead State gets the Ohio Valley Championship, man. Um, and they upset Belmont. You know, a team that was on the went on a twenty one game win streak earlier in the season. So I mean, that was extremely surprising to me. You know, we obviously we know Belmont. Um, you know, had some injuries. They weren't really at full strength. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, man, Moorhead State got it done. Yeah, man, that was this was definitely one of the more surprising results. Man, that injury to Nick Mazinski really, really, really hurt Belmont. I mean, obviously, they, they dropped their last two games of the regular season without him. Um, and then he comes back for the conference tournament, man, and it was just... They, I think their rhythm was disrupted. Um, you know, when, when he when he went down, he comes back. And he, he wasn't the same. You know, it, it, it's tough when you when you when you you know have a twenty one game win streak, um, and then you obviously you know lose your best player. It's tough for him to get in the rhythm offensively. I mean, that first game back, he only plays eighteen minutes, scores five points in that first round win over SIUE. He actually had a really good game in the in the championship. Um, he, he went out there and he scored 23 points um, on 10 of 15 shooting, you know. So it, it definitely was, you know, he, he led them in scoring. It was an admirable performance, man. But, you know, for a team like at Belmont that, that, that thrives on pace and rhythm and, and, and offensive execution, man, when you lose your, your best player at a time like that and you it really disrupts your rhythm, man. So got to feel for Belmont, man. But Morehead State is going to be a team to watch in the NCAA, in the NCAA tournament, man. They're 23-7 and seven on the year, 17-3 in the Missouri Valley, man. Um, and, you know, they're, they're in, in the OVC, I'm sorry. Um, so they're going to be a team to watch in the, in, the, in, the, in the NCAA tournament. 
Not for sure, man. For sure. I think that, you know, I talked to those guys, man. You know, I remember more State from the Kenneth Fareed days, man. So, um, definitely happy to see those guys back on the top of the mountain, man. Um, to the SoCal we go, man. And Ace, man, me, me and you both owe West Miller an apology, you know, because we've been talking, well, you've been talking about Furman all year. You know, I, I said Wolford was, was my pick. Um, but West Miller, man, I mean, he gets it done. You know, UNCG, you know, despite all the noise that we had, and, you know, talking about Furman and Wolford and Chattanooga and ETSU, you know, they win the regular season, um, and then they go on and win the SOCON um, tournament championship as well. Um, Isaiah Miller just has an absolutely stellar conference tournament, man. Um, and, you know, UNCG gets the bid, man. Um, you know, Mercer upset Wolford, um, you know, yeah, Mercer upset Wolford in, in that SoCon tournament. And Furman, you know, lost to VMI. You know, so I think those were the, the, the two biggest upsets if I had to pick two, you know, in the SoCon, man, um, you know, in, in my opinion. You know, I told you on this episode last week that Mercer was going to give people some problems in, in this tournament, man. And they, they sure did, man. They advanced all the way to the final as a seventh seed, knocked off Sanford in the first round, then beat the two seed Wolford in a thriller um, in the quarterfinal round, beat VMI in the semis pretty handily. And then obviously lost to UNCG, but they gave UNCG a run for their money in the championship game as well, man. Mercer is an extremely well-coached team, man. But UNCG, I can't say enough about West Miller um, and Isaiah Miller. No, they're not related. Uh, West Miller is the head coach. Isaiah Miller is the conference player of the year two times now. SoCon player of the year, man. We definitely got to get them there for a while. Because we saw them versus Coppin State, I mean, they didn't look very good, honestly. They, they just they didn't look very good. And, uh, you know, for West Miller to get that team on track and to turn their season around and to be sitting here at the end of the season as SoCon champion just definitely something you know, to, to, to be you know to be rewarded for man but arguably the biggest news out of the SoCon is that Storm Murphy and uh Trey Mr. Trey uh, um Trey Hollowell excuse me are entering the transfer portal out of Walford obviously Storm Murphy is one of the best players in the country uh, regardless of level man he's gonna have his fair share of suitors you know he's from obviously Wisconsin so you know God I think there'll be some big 10 teams involved I think a team like Michigan you know or even Wisconsin you know c- c- could use him next year man but he's gonna have you know uh He's gonna have. He's not gonna. He's gonna have his fair share of students for sure. Um, heading into this offseason, not for sure, man. I think that's that's big time news, obviously, because you know Storm Murphy and, and Trey Hollowell are you know the the, the Terriers two uh, leading scorers. You know, so definitely a, a big blow to Wolford, but I have no doubt that they'll be able to, to retool um, and get back to where they need to be. You know, but UNCG will be going dancing again to the summer league. We go Oral Roberts. Um, they defeated North Dakota State in the Summer League Championship. Um, and it's crazy, man, because North Dakota, I mean, excuse me, Oral Roberts pulled off probably one of, one of arguably, you know, one of the most shocking um, upsets again, you know, by beating South Dakota State, you know, um, in that Summer League tournament, man. So, um, I mean, it's crazy, man. Oral Roberts, you know, being a four seed, um, they're going to be going dancing. Yeah, that was one of the more surprising results for me, man. I mean, South Dakota State had a stranglehold on that conference, in my opinion, all year. Obviously, they had, they had a great non-conference. Wins over Utah State. They beat Iowa State, who obviously had a rough year. They gave West Virginia all they could handle, you know, only lost to them by eight points. Um, and, and it was looking like South Dakota State, you know, was going to win away with the league. Obviously, they they, they earned the one seed uh, in, in the in the conference tournament, man. And, you know, they had a, they, they, they had a, you know, a, a really good team, a really good season, man. So it was tough to see them walk with Oral Roberts, man. But for them, you know, you get, get that tip at the buzzer, man. Like, like my guy John Rothstein says, this is March. You know, you, you can never be too sure of anything in these, in these conference tournaments, man. So kudos to Oral Roberts, who, who also, you know, ha- had a scare from North Dakota State in that conference in that conference tournament, in that conference final. I'm sorry. Um, Oral Roberts had a 20-point lead. North Dakota State came all the way back to tie the game. I mean, and, and they found a way to, to win that game, man. You got to find ways to, to survive in March, man. And they did just that, and they're going to be going dancing. Now, for real, man, I think, um, you know, Coach Coach Jay Young last night in his, in his Fairfield presser said it best, um, you know, all you got to do is win by one. You know, that's all you got to do is win by one in March, man. It don't matter if you win by 30, if you win by two, if you win by five, man. It's kind of the same, man. You, you, you're you going to advance, man. But um, I think uh, it's, you know, it's, it's you know for us being media members, I mean, it's exciting for us to see all these upsets and things like that, man. You know, eight over one, six over three. But, I mean, when you think about these teams, man, I mean, as a one seed, man, I mean, my heart just goes out to all these teams, man, because, I mean, you, you put in so much work in the regular season to kind of, you know, get a first round bye most times in these conference tournaments. You can get advanced all the way to almost the quarterfinals or some, some, some conference you can advance all the way to the semifinals. If, if, if you're in one seed, man, and um, to come this far, man, and, and, and to lose in March, man, it just sucks, you know, to kind of not be able to see 
um, the fruits of your labor be be, be rewarded with the NCAA tournament birth, man. But, you know, I guess, like you said, man, this is March, man. But, you know, to the Sun Belt, um, another, you know, crazy, crazy tournament, man. Um, Appalachian State is going to be going dancing, man. Um, Appalachian State was able to beat two one seed, you know, not one, but two number one seed, you know, the, the Sun Belt had an interesting uh, tournament bracket. They kind of had two sides of the bracket. So, you know, they beat Texas State first, uh, who was a one seed, and then they were able to beat Georgia State in the championship game, man. Um, definitely got a shout out Mike Almasi, you know, a Division two transfer. You had 32-7 and seven in that NC, I mean, excuse me, in that um, in that conference championship game, man. So, um, <clears throat> Appalachian State is going to be going dancing, man. Definitely uh, shout out to those guys, man. You know, I know for me, at least, <clears throat> you know, Appalachian State was kind of known as a, as a football school, man. And, I, hey, man, special request. Committee, I don't know if somebody listening to this podcast, man. App State, Michigan. 16-1. I mean, you got to do it. You got to have to do it, you know, for the, for, for the nostalgia, for the storyline. I mean, why not? You know, for for the college fans and all of us, man. App State, Michigan, part two. You know, maybe we can see Appalachian State pulled off again. You know, maybe, you know, Juwan Howard and, and, and those boys can get some revenge. Um, we'll have to see, man. But nonetheless, Appalachian State going dancing out of the Sun Belt. Yeah, for sure, man. They had to beat two number one seeds on the way to that Sun Belt championship because obviously the Sun Belt had that East and West bracket. So they defeated the number one seed in the West, I want to say, uh, in Texas State, who, who, you know, had a great year uh, this season, man. They, they were looking like they were going to be the favorites to cut down the Nets, man. And then they beat, obviously, the one seed out of the East in Georgia State uh, in the championship game. And like you said, Division two transfer Mike Almonte, um wins tournament MVP with 32 points um, and seven assists in that championship game. Um, he was a guy that Southern New Hampshire, another NET, school. Obviously, we had Coach Joey Gallo on here earlier talking about the strength of the NE10. Um, you know, obviously Niagara's leading scorer, Kobe Nuwandu is from Lemoyne, which is also in the NE10. Um, talking about Chandler Vodren, who was Windows' best player. He's a D2 transfer. I mean, there are some Division 2 to, uh, there's some talent in Division 2, man. This, this is yet another example of the talent that is that is down there, man, in that conference, you know, uh, in, in the NE10. And, you know, it was one of the greatest stories that I've seen so, so far this week to see Appalachian State pull that off, man. So kudos to them uh, for getting that done for sure. Uh, for sure, man. We talk about guys like Chandler Valdron and Mike Almasi. I mean, it just broke. I think that was day, man, that the top three scorers in Division 2 put the name in the transfer portal as grad transfer. So, I mean, we could be seeing another... Mike Almonte, yeah. another Chandler Valdron, guys who can be conference, conference player of the years, you know, all all tournament teams um, next year. So, um, I was like, we mentioned, man, Iger, Kobe Nwandu, leading scorer, man. So, um, I guarantee you, this time next year, we'll be talking about the next batch of Division II transfers who are kind of uh, making a big-time impact on college basketball. Oh, no, for sure. I'm pretty sure it was uh, three of the top five scores in Division II. There was um, one guy, he averaged like 28 um, or something like that, 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 uh, that Andrew DePorto, man. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, man. We're going to see what happens with the Chandler Porto, man. DePorto is going to be absolutely booming this year. I mean, there's already over a hundred names in the portal. Um, and then the season isn't even, isn't even over yet. There were about 80 names entered, I believe like yesterday, the day before yesterday alone, like 80 guys hit the portal. So it's going to be unbelievable, man. This offseason is going to be absolute pandemonium and I cannot wait. It's going to be a busy offseason for us over here at All Facts Media trying to, you know, cover all this, but you love nothing else, man. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. For sure, man. And to the WCC, no surprise here. Gonzaga is able to win the WCC title. But they got, they, you know, BYU get them run for their money, man. BYU was up 12 at half. I think they shot like 70% from three or something in the first half, man. Gave Gonzaga all they could handle. You know, Gonzaga has a great second half. Um, Jalen Suggs, you know, uh, kind of did what he does. You know, did Jalen Suggs things. Um... And Gonzaga was able to win that game by 10. And after the game, Fuey, I didn't know that was a thing, you know, Ace Fuey. Uh, but Gonzaga head coach Mark Fuey said that this was the best thing that could happen to them, man. Um, being able to be tested before the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we know Gonzaga um, is undefeated, man. And, you know, for them, they, they haven't really faced too much adversity since, since the, the, the non-conference. You know, the WCC schedule um, didn't really give them too much resistance. And he said that this was literally the best thing that could happen to this team. Um, having to respond, either being down double figures in the first 
first half and having to, you know, pull their way out of that. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, obviously, you know, they were – I listened to the Goodman Humble Pod, and he, they had uh, they had Fuey on there. Uh, and they were saying that Mark Fuey was trying to schedule some games, man, because obviously they, didn't, they hadn't played. They had a little layoff between the end of the regular season um, and the start of their conference tournament, man. And they were trying to get – they were trying to schedule some big guns. They, they, wanted, to get, they wanted to get tested, man, because, you know, if, if you go into the NCAA tournament having not been tested – that's not the place that you want to learn a lesson. That's not, that's not, that's not the place that you want to learn a lesson, you know, in, in, in adversity. So, you know, they haven't played a single-digit game since December, December 2nd to be exact. You know, obviously we're now in March. West Virginia was the last game that, that, that they played that they won by a single-digit margin. Um, obviously that was an 87-82 and 82 victory in the beginning of December to start, you know, almost start the season for them, man. And they haven't been tested since. So that was definitely a, a great, great game for them to have to come back for some adversity um, and, and to be able to get that win, man. Gonzaga is now 26-0 and on the season, man. So they're going to be heading into the NCAA tournament undefeated. I believe you got to win six games to win it all. So they get, they, if they do win the national title, they will be – 32-0 and and finishing the season undefeated. So we'll see if, if they can get it done, man. But I I, I don't I, I would take Gonzaga uh, over the field if I had to at this point in time. I agree, man. I agree, man. Like I said yesterday, man, in, in, our, in our group chat, I don't think Gonzaga's going to break a sweat into the Elite Eight. Um, I'm sure Ace will have something to say about that, you know. But I guess we shall see, man. We shall see. Um, but without further ado, man, to the NEC. The NEC where uh, Mount St. Mary's was able to capture the 2021 NEC championship in amazing fashion by getting two road wins uh, over top-seeded Wagner and then over second-seeded Bryant, who hadn't lost a game in Smithfield all season, man. Um, I mean, hell of a performance from, from Mount St. Mary's. Sure, man. I mean, that, that, that this is a team that came out of nowhere. Like, like Coach, you were here in the interview, you know, they had to win their last three games of the year to get in because they had lost three straight. Um, and so they had to win three straight to get into the tournament, man. And they did just that um, to get the fourth seed because obviously we know we talked about on this podcast, only the top four teams in the NEC make the tournament, man. So they won their last four games to get into the dance. Um, and then obviously they they went on the road and beat the top seeded you know uh, maybe they beat White the White and the Seahawks obviously with the Player of the Year the Coach of the Year and the Rookie of the Year uh, on on that on that team um, and then obviously they go to Smithfield and defeat Bryant who had just won by thirty in the conference semifinals round without their full team um, testament to to you know Coach Dan Ingolstadt and Damian Chong Kui man who was an absolute warrior um, they 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 have an absolutely great team over at Mount St Mary's man great culture over there. Um, so happy to see them back dancing again, man. So we're going to get you guys over to that interview, man. Without further ado, we're going to be joined by Damian Chan Queen, head coach Dan Inglesdad of the newly crowned NEC champions, man. So without further ado, here's Coach Inglesdad and Damian Chan Queen. All righty, guys. We are here for another episode of the Auto Bay with the NEC champions from Mount St. Mary's. We're joined by head coach Dan Inglestad and, of course, one of the darlings of the NEC tournament, Damian Chonqui. So, guys, thanks for joining us today, man. And first and foremost, you know, congrats on you guys won last night, man. And thanks for hopping on with us. Appreciate no you guys, man. No problem, man. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it, man. Dame, I want to start with you, man. I mean, you, we, you and I watching the game last night, man. You had some huge shots down the stretch. They were trying to deny you the ball, um, but you were determined to get open, man. You hit some huge shots down the stretch, man. I mean, talk to me a little bit about, you know, that, that part of your game. And well, first off, you know, what was the feeling like you know, when that brother hit zero and you guys, you know, were, 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 were crowned NEC champions? Unbelievable feeling. I, I, that was my first time experiencing anything like that. That was one of the best moments of my life. But uh, that was, as far as making those shots and being there, it was just about embracing that moment. You know, a lot of people don't get that opportunity to play at that level on that stage. So I just, with myself, and especially with my team, I talked to my team about just embracing that moment. So. Now, um, on the graphic, man, obviously you were you guys were watching the game uh, on TV, but on TV, man, they, they showed a graphic where it was like, you know, a lot of your points that came, like, it was like you scored the team's last seven points uh, in the game versus Wagner. You had all these crazy points in the last couple minutes of these games um, coming down the stretch. For you, man, um, what is it about, you know, your, your, your conference level um, that allows you to kind of just take over the game um, when the game is on the line? Uh, honestly, it's, it's my team. You know, they, they, they instill a lot of confidence in me. They show a lot of confidence in me. So uh, I'm I'm as close with the guys on this team, top to bottom, as I am anybody in my life. 
So, you know, somebody you feel that passionate about or love that much, it's instilled that much confidence in you. It's, it's easy to have the confidence in yourself. So, you know, now, coach, yeah, for you, man, I mean, uh, you guys had lost three straight at one point in time and then were able to turn it around and win your last three games coming into the tournament. And then obviously were able to win, you know, uh, defeat the, the top seed of Wagner and then defeat the two seed, Bryant, both on the road um, in, in the conference tournament. So, I mean, what changed for you guys after that three-game winning streak, you know, being able to finish the season out with, with those three wins and coming into the conference tournament uh, with some momentum? Yeah, I mean, we needed all three. If we didn't get any, if we, if we lost one, we weren't in the conference tournament. And, you know, that's credit to our, our team. Our back was against the wall. And, you know, that, that doesn't happen without leadership. And, and Dame's really been our leader and our um, heartbeat and our pulse of the team. And, you know, I, I just – you could see him rally our guys. And it was almost like a refuse-to-lose attitude. And we were down double figures at FDU on the road. And we needed a win. And we knew our season was in the balance. And – our guys had the best half of basketball that we've played all season, and that's um, it changed kind of the momentum. And then, you know, we went to PA, and we're down seven with 45 seconds to go, and Dame, similar situation, just took over. You know, I've never been around a player as much as he has. And, you know, he talked about his teammates being the reason why he's able to deliver, and you know, I think that's being modest. He's able to do that because of his work. You know, and, and when, you're, when your best player, which he is for us, is your best leader, then you can come back from adversity. And we were down – you know, we lost three in a row, close games. You know, one of them was an overtime game. One of them was a, you know, a last-minute loss to Wagner after Damian fought the help, and our guys fought to get back in the game. So, you know, it wasn't like it were blowout losses. We were playing, you know, hard and in games, um, but we were able to win some close ones down the stretch. Yeah, for you, Coach, I mean, it's also your, your your third year. Um, You know, obviously, you know, when when you got the job, obviously, after, after Coach Christian, man, a lot of guys transferred, hit the portal. Even, you know, this offseason, obviously, Votto, um, hit the transfer portal. For you, you know, just looking back from when you first got the job to now, you know, having kind of rebuild the program, started from scratch, um, what does this moment mean to you to be able to capture uh, NEC title, you know, in your third year and be able to get back to the NCAA tournament? Honestly, like Damon said, it's one of the best feelings that you could ever experience. It's like seeing, you know, a guy like Dame and Nana and Malik that have been with us now for three years to see the euphoria you know, on their faces after the game to see them celebrate it. Like, they've been through some crap. You know, we, we've had some tough seasons and slugged through it and, and hasn't been easy. And, and that that road that they've had to get there, it makes it that much more meaningful, um, you know, to, to see that as a coaching staff, just to see them, you know, that happy because they, they, they worked for it and they earned it. And, and that's now they're champions and no one can ever take that from them. And, and that's the fun part of coaching. Mm-hmm. Now, Damon, for you, man, I mean, obviously, um, you guys had to go on the road and defeat Wagner, who's the top seed. They had the player of the year. Then you had to go to Bryant um, on the road and win a game um, that you guys, you know, weren't favored. I mean, no, nobody coming into the year had you guys, you know, went, win, you know, the conference tour. I mean, for you. Bryant, Bryant had lost all year at home. Exactly. Yeah. Bryant was 10-0 uh, in their hometown. I mean, talk about, you know, as a player, just the adversity that you guys, you know, fought through and battled through it, uh, in the end to be able to win those two tough games on the road, you know, when, when nobody else thought you guys uh, had a chance. Oh, yeah. Um, really, it's about heart, man. From top to bottom, from the staff to the last player on our bench, I feel like everybody on no matter the circumstances, and, you know, playoff basketball is different energy. And I try to be a leader, whether that's verbally or just showing showing everybody what, what needs to be done. So I, I try to just step up and into my role as a leader and do whatever is necessary for us to get it done and uh, it worked out. Now, um, for you, Damian, man, I mean, you're a guy who obviously, you know, um, I got to know a little bit this summer, you know, playing up at, at Route 1, and um, you're mm-hmm. a guy who I've always admired, man. You know, I, I heard your story last year, you know, about, about your parents, and I definitely uh, resonate with that because I lost my mom and my dad, you know, growing up, and um, I think that is That's something to be said about kids that kind of – no doubt, man, I appreciate that. Um, but it's definitely something to be said about kids that have gone through adversity, man, and kind of, you know, persevere, and you're somebody who – um, I've always admired, man, from afar, just your, your heart, your toughness. Um, so to, to, to see you succeed, you know, last night, man, watching on national TV, man, was definitely something to see. Um, I just want to know, man, for the people who don't really know you, people who, who might not 
have, have heard about you before last night. Um, what does this moment mean to you to kind of be here despite all the adversity that you faced, you know, in your life to this point? I mean, the world, man. I, I can't even, like I said, that moment, I couldn't explain how it felt. I ain't, I ain't been been asleep yet. I, but it's, it's an amazing feeling, man. You know, like you said, adversity, it, it's part of life. And you know, I try to not really allow that to affect me. And I think the true person really shows when they respond, how they respond to it personally. So, I mean, like I said, it's not really too many words I can put that could really tell you the feeling I have right now, man. But there's no other feeling out of, close to this that I've ever experienced. So, man, hey, damn, they're getting emotional back here, man. That's crazy. <laughs> As you should, man. You deserve it. Yeah. Kind of building on that, man. I mean, you're one of the smallest guards in the country. Um, didn't have a Division yeah. One or Division Two offer, but you know, Coach English, Dad, and Mount St. Mary's, you know, they, they took a chance on you, gave you an opportunity to play. And I remember this summer we were playing up at Route One, and you're guarding guys full court. You know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you didn't care about nobody. I mean, the gym was filled with pros. Like I'm talking about, like you, you were, you know, a college sophomore at the time, or coming into your junior year now. But I mean, you talk about your mentality, man. Just you know, being so underrated. You know, being a guy that's that small, always slighted. You know, being able to to to, to have that chip on your shoulder and produce, um, no matter who you're going up against. Yeah, man. I, I mean, coming from Baltimore, man, you know that, that everybody always – you already got a chip coming from Baltimore. Uh, but I've been small my whole life. You know, I've been overlooked my whole life. And like I said, that's just part of my story. And, uh, and I really, I, I want to say, like, earlier in my career, like high school-wise, I got a little caught up and – you know, seeing everybody else doing what they did, you know, getting these accomplishments. You know, I'm sitting there, don't even know where I'm going to school at, you know. But something I learned, especially after last night, bro, it's just about embracing your story, man. Everybody's story not the same. You got to write your own story. And I'm, I'm trying to write mine the best way I can. Sure. Like, Coach, man, obviously, you know, we, we spoke to you before the season started during the summer um, when COVID was, you know, obviously running rampant in the offseason and everything. And, you know, for you, man, it's crazy to be talking to you now in March, um, you know, as you guys are the 2021 NEC champions. But talk about what this season has been like for you as a coach, um, coaching through COVID, man, like having to deal with the uncertainty of everything, having games canceled, you know, day before you play and things like that, to now sit here and, and you know, be NEC champions um, at the end of it. Yeah, I'm just with you. The, the feeling of winning it, I think, was even um, more special because of all of it. Because, like, you look back, and I, I didn't, didn't want to look too back with our guys, but Dave would tell you, like, I put presentations, like, together just reminding us what it was like to not be able to practice, to remember what it was like not to be able to be in the gym, to remember the shutdowns, to remember all the testing that we've done, to remember, like, the Zoom calls that we had and the conversations that we had just because – you know, that was part of this year's journey. And, like, you know, we talk about embracing the journey for what it is and, you know, being able to be able to handle that adversity to, to get to prosperity. And, and, you know, these guys just kept fighting and kept plugging. And just you talked about those last three games, and that was the message to our team and the message that they taught me is that, like, no matter how bad it gets, because, like, it wasn't easy coaching through this. Like, it was hard on our staff. Like, we had a, we had to stop. We had to go. We had guys that, you know, our guys are – it's hard for them. They don't get to see their family members as much. And we're trying to be that for them. But it's just – there's a lot of different emotions that come with it. So, you know, to be the last one standing and to get through it, like, it just – it means a lot. And, you know, these guys taught us that you just don't ever stop. You don't quit. You just keep pushing. You never know when your break can happen. You know, same thing with Damian. Like, he never stopped. He never quit. You know, he didn't have an offer. I was the dummy that didn't offer him out of the gate and smart enough to do it after year one. But just, you know, that's, that's the message. And that's the message to these guys. Like, you just always keep plugging. You never know. You never know when that break's going to happen. And, and we've broken through now. And, you know, for us, hey, man, we're ready to go win some games inside the tournament now. That's the goal. You know, and that we're going to keep pushing that bar every year. And, 
you know, we keep this crew together, man. We got a, we got a run in us that's going to be pretty darn special. Sure, I mean, well, well, going right off of that, I mean, obviously, you know, coming from the NEC, um, you know, most likely you guys are going to be probably in the in the playing game and, and, well, I guess not dating anymore. But um, for you, man, what would it mean to you to um, – for you, Coach, what, what would it mean to you to kind of, you know, get Mount St. Mary's a, a win, you know, in the NCAA tournament, you know, on on, a, on the big stage of the mall in college basketball? We're going to win the game, man. Like, you know, it's it's we're, 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 we want to stay as long as we can. We want to keep practicing. Every day that goes on, there's people that don't get that opportunity. I love being around this team. I know they love being around each other. So as much as we can keep the journey going, man, we're going to work towards that. And we don't care who we play. You know, like I said, I was joking on the other. I don't necessarily want to play Gonzaga, but, like, you know, <laughs> if we got to go play Gonzaga, we'll go play him. Like, we just – you know, we're big, except for Damian, besides the one little guy. We're, we're, we're a big team. We, we get hot. We're going to guard anybody. So let's have some fun, man, and compete. Yes, sir. Now, Coach – um, one thing that I noticed last night in that game was you guys hit some huge, huge free throws down the stretch. I mean, big guys made free throws. I mean, me and Drew up here in Atlantic City at the MAC tournament, we watched, I mean, Quinnipiac was 9 for 20 yesterday from the line. Man, hadn't struggled from the free throw line, and they both went home. I mean, guard was free throws. But you guys, you know, you guys' bigs were, were able to step to the line and make some huge free throws last night to win that game. I mean, the Talk about the, just the fortitude of your team and to be able to make those shots. I mean, I think one of you guys like a 46% free throw shooter shot like six for eight from the free throw line last night. I mean, talk about that, you know, and, and what that means for, for your team and to be able to, to step up to the end of that line and make free throws in, in the biggest moments. Yeah, well, they needed to make them because they missed too damn many during the year. So finally stepped up and made some damn free throws. So that helped us. <laughs> but, no, I mean, the, 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 the reality. Like when they when we needed when they needed to step up and make them, they did that. And they did that versus Wagner, and they did that last night. And you know that's they, they put so much work into it. And I think that's what it ended up coming down to is like they haven't shot good percentages. But Dame will tell you they both of them shoot free throws like crazy after practice. And so you know you can almost see them just kind of clear their brains and just step up and make some make some big ones for us. And yeah, but they 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 owed us and they owed me because they've missed ahead. In their three years, man, they missed way too damn many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Coach, man, obviously, um, you know, you're, you're a Montgomery County guy just like us, man. And um, you know, obviously, this, this is your first time you've been a head coach at the Division One level, obviously coming from Southern Vermont before this. Um, I know just like players have chips on their shoulder, coaches have, have a chip on their shoulder as well. Um, you know, I'm sure when you got a job, you felt like you probably had something to prove. I'm sure there was chatter about, you know, why well, should this guy have gotten a job coming from a Division Three and, and stuff like that. Um, what do you have to say now that that you have kind of um, silenced all the doubt and kind of um, obviously won the NEC now to the people who might have doubted, you know, when you got the job? I don't really pay those guys any mind, to be honest with you. I just run my race. And that's like Damien talked about, just create my story with the guys that we want. You know, I've been I've been fortunate. You know, there was a lot of things that I had to learn about this job. And I, there there's a lot of mistakes that I've made over the years. And I have an amazing staff. Damian will attest to it. Like Coach Holland's one of the smartest basketball minds. Coach, Coach Graves and, and Coach Miller. Like these guys are really smart. So they they pick me up when I when I need them, man. But we're you know we try to build in a family dynamic and to see the way that they embraced each other yesterday. We're doing something right here. Now, Dame, man. I mean, Coach touched on it earlier. You guys have have a team that can potentially you know come back and do it again next year. You know, um, what would that mean to you to be able to come back next year and potentially win it again, man? I mean, just as a player, you know, what are your goals for, for your career as you finish out, you know, next year at, at Mount St. Mary's? Uh, man, that's legendary, bro. You, you talking about legends. Uh, that's that's historical. You know, winning back-to-back, that's stuff a lot of people – a lot of people don't get a chance to get one. So, getting two, especially with the guys that you got, you know, in the locker room that you can build this bond where you can – been through it. Hopefully next year isn't how it was this year as far as with COVID. But, you know, we made it through probably one of the toughest seasons you're going to see and as far as basketball and NCAA. So, on uh, my side, I feel like it can't get any harder than this did this year. So, definitely looking forward to that. Nana said in the press conference yesterday that every game in Mount St. Mary is going to be sold out next year. I think he might be right. Like, they might they're going to pack yeah. that thing for us next year now. I mean, they love winning, and and they know – I mean, our whole crew's coming back. So, you know, we'll knock on wood, I pray that we do. And if we do, we're watch out. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it, man. We love it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, technically, Coach, shoot, this, this year, you know, don't count. So you guys can maybe go on and run for it for two more years. You know, maybe we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, but 
I think we can, do, we can do it for a lot. We got some good players coming in too now. We're going to get this thing rolling. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. We love it. Um, you know, for you, Dave, as a player, man, I know like, you know, this year, like we, we've all mentioned um, on this podcast has been, has been a roller coaster ride. Um, just touch on for you what it was like as a player, um, just going through this season with COVID, not being able to see your family as much, not being able to have a social life. You know, you guys are up there in, you know, the sticks of, of Maryland, uh, not really able to, 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 to do much. You know, Coach, Coach, <laughs> Coach tried to tell us early on in the podcast that it was a wonderful location, central and everything. But I think we all know that you guys are up there in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> for you, talk about what, what this season was like. Nah, it, like I said, it, it was it was tough. You know, we had a lot of different different adversity and challenges popped up this season, but ultimately, I I think it helped us. You know, with the COVID rules, the protocols, us not being able to do certain things as a team, I feel like it made us that much closer, and it made us it disciplined us, and I think that discipline carried on from off the court, on the court. So I think, although it's challenging, I think that it really, in the end, it it, it helped us. It was really like a test. And we passed it, honestly. <laughs> Right, Coach, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but I got to know, you know, what, what do you what do you have planned for these guys, you know, when you guys get back to Maryland? Is, is there any fun festivities you guys are going to, you know, enjoy this for a little bit? You know, what, what, do, you, what, do, you, what do you guys got, got, got planned for the guys, man? Oh, man, it's a surprise, man. Surprise. You know, I can't tell Damien. <laughs> oh, we can't, get, we can't get a little sneak peek. <laughs> I'm about, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got some stuff, man. That school's going to take care of us. And, you know, obviously everything's got to be social distance, but um, there's going to be a, you know, a gathering when we get back and, Guy, you know the Mount community really rallies around men's basketball and, and basketball in general. Our, our women's, yeah, should be fun. Damien, Damien will have a live feed for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> tune in to my live. Y'all know, y'all know in a couple of hours. Uh, <laughs> say it. no more. We love it. We love it, man. I guess you know. Lastly, man. Um, I guess I, I, I want to hear for 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 both of you on this one. Um, but coach, I mean, when when people you know look back on this season and they look back on your group, um, what is the one thing that you want? Um, everybody to kind of remember about you guys or one thing that you want people to recognize you guys for, if you could just sum up, you know, um, this season uh, for, for people on our side. I'll start with you, Coach, and then I'll go to you, Dave. Toughness. It's that simple, toughness. Our guys are mentally and physically tough, and they have um, – they took on Dame's personality this year as just refused to back down, refused to lose, and, um, you know, our, our – they're just the toughest group that I've ever coached. How about you? For me, you, so the question was, what do I what, say it again? Say the like, last part of that. How, how do you want people to, to remember this group? You know, looking back um, on this season, on this on this team, what's one way that you guys that, that you want people to kind of remember this team and uh, and your guys' story this year? Honestly. We champs, man. <laughs> we champs, man. I want, I want everybody to know we winners. We winners. We champs. That's all I care about, man. That's all I care about, winning. So, yes, we sir. champs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Sheesh, man. Well, Coach, man, I also want to say, man, I mean, with this championship, I mean, you got, you know, in, in, in Montgomery County, you know, you got, you know, Michael Miller, NBA champ, Dan Engelstad, NEC champ, you know, you're putting the name up there with some MoCo legends, man. You know, we got David Vanderpool up in the NBA right now. You know, about to get a head coach of John. I mean, I, I love to say, you know, Montgomery County, man, we're doing great things right now. All Facts Media, Robinson Twins, you know. MoCo's Mo doing great things right now, man. So I'm, I'm proud of you, Coach, for putting us on the map once again, man. You know, I know we got some Baltimore guys on this podcast, but, you know, Montgomery County's in the building, man. I said it before, man. I'm proud of you guys. What you guys are doing, and the coverage that you're providing. You guys have a, a bright, bright future in this thing, man. You guys are are special. So keep doing it, and uh, we'll try to represent Montgomery County the best we can. And uh, Baltimore's okay too, man. We'll let them on the on the call. <laughs> yeah, Baltimore's alright. You know, me and Drew are living in Baltimore, so we gotta give Baltimore their flowers too. You know, <laughs> but it's, it's still yeah, man. <laughs> Baltimore in the house. <laughs> For sure, man. Well, um, we're wishing you guys the best of luck going forward, man, in the NCAA tournament. Um, thanks again to you guys for hopping on with us, man. Um, like I said, man, for you, Dave, man, definitely um, and, and we continue to be inspired by your journey, man. Uh, we're definitely going to be rooting for you guys in the NCAA tournament, man. So um, thanks again for hopping on with us, man. We really appreciate it. 
Don't mount, guys. Thank you. All righty, guys. That was head coach Dan Ingolstadt as well as Damian Chonqui, man, the hero of the NEC tournament for Mount St. Mary's, man. So happy for those guys, man, to see those guys punt their ticket to March, man. You heard them, man. They said they're going there to win games, man. They're not going there to go be anybody's, you know, curb stomp. You know, they're trying to go in there and win some games, man. So, coach, she's me happy for Coach Ingolstadt, man, and, you know, Montgomery County representing out here on the biggest stages. Now, for sure, man, I mean, to, to, to see a couple of Maryland guys, obviously, you know, Coach Ingolstadt is, is Montgomery County guy, you know, Dames a Baltimore guy, and they have plenty of other DV guys um, on the roster as well, man. Um, Always makes me happy to see, man, that, you know, a, a team full of, of, you know, guys from the area that, you know, have success, man, and those guys definitely deserve it, man. So, um, shout out to those guys, man. We're definitely going to be rooting for them, man, um, come, come NCAA tournament time. For sure, especially in the way that they were able to do it, going on the road and defeating Wagner, then going on the road and defeating Brian, like you said earlier, who hadn't lost all year in Smithfield, man. I mean, I, I you know, I think everybody was picking – Bryant, just as everybody was probably picking Wagner. Um, so those guys definitely had a huge chip on their shoulder, man. And love to see it, man. Love to see it, man. DMV. DMV Hoop, stand up, baby. Not for sure, man. Um, but it wouldn't be an episode of the Auto Bridge if we didn't give you guys the craziest thing we saw. Um, and we kind of previewed this earlier, man, but we got to go back to this, Ace. I mean, last night, let me let me set the scene you know, for everybody. Um, <clears throat> obviously, it's the first round of the MAC tournament. Um, Manhattan versus Fairfield. I believe this is the 7-10 game, I want to say. Um, I mean, this is an absolute rock fight. I mean, nobody can make a shot the whole night. Manhattan won for 17 from three. Um, Fairfield was, you know, playing some great defense in that second half. Um, it's crazy because the play before that, you know, their their best player, um, you know, Jake Wojcik goes to the line, um, misses two free throws, and gives Manhattan a chance to kind of come down, man. Um, they call a timeout right in front of their bench. There's about four seconds left. If y'all play up, you know, I believe it's for Samir Stewart, you know, one of their best three-point shooters. Um, and, you know, Fairfield does a stellar job defending it. You know, they run a couple pin downs, some false action. He tries to get an N1-3, pump fakes it. And here comes Ethan Lasko. Uh, comes from the right corner. You know, a guy who is a walk-on or was a walk-on. I know uh, he has an interesting career path. I'll let Ace kind of touch on that. But, I mean, absolutely drains it, you know, from – well beyond NBA 3 um, to send the game into overtime. I mean, to be in the building for that um, was definitely, definitely the, the craziest thing uh, that, that I saw. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, Ethan Lasko, a guy, he's from, from Florida, started his career at Indiana as a walk-on, actually. I'm in Denver to Manhattan um, in 2018-2019. He actually played in 18 games that year, only played three minutes a game. Um, and then the following year in 1920, last season, um, played in three games, averaged about four points a game. Um, but then this year, he's played in about 20 games, um, started four games for Manhattan, actually, and he, but he only averaged about 1.7 points per game, man. And for him to step in in that moment and hit that three was absolutely amazing to see. And the jump shot was pure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was pure. It did not touch a soul uh, part of the rim. It was it was all net, man. So to see that was absolutely amazing. He had opportunity, actually, in overtime, that they put him in again. Um, on the last possession, but wasn't able to score, man. But for, for him to be able to have his one shining moment in the MAC tournament was amazing to see. So kudos to you, uh, Ethan Lasko. Now, for sure, man, it's crazy because he only played three minutes in the game. I mean, I, and he got something at the end of regulation and then the end of overtime, and he had the ball both times. You know, it's crazy to um, to be put in that position. You know, as a player, you know how hard it is to kind of come off the bench and be warm after sitting all game. Um, I think he tricked it once before that, but to come in with the with that amount of pressure on you, be able to hit a shot off the bench cold. I mean, this guy's got some stones on him. I mean, that, that's that's not easy to do. You know, for everybody listening, to man, that's definitely not easy to do to kind of come off the bench and hit a shot like that um, when you've been sitting down for so long. For sure, man. I mean, I think this is a t- testament to Coach Masiello, man, the trust that he has in his guys, man. For him to have the trust to put a walk on in the game in the biggest part of your season, you know, you're down three, you need a three, for you to put a walk on in a guy that. You know, have not played all year. I mean, this dude, this dude doesn't—he's not one of the you know, key contributors. He only plays five minutes a game. If you to trust your walk-on um, in that moment, man, there's a lot. To, it tells a lot about Steve Masiello and the trust that he has in, in, in his players, man. The belief that he has um, in, in all guys. You know, from from one to fifteen 
on his roster, man. So definitely kudos to Coach Mathiello who gave a great um, post game answer as well about you know the the things that these athletes have had to sacrifice this year just just to put on the uniform and play and entertain you know everybody who watches college basketball, man. Those kids have sacrificed a lot, and Coach Mathiello did a great job putting that in perspective after the game, man. So always always have much respect for Coach Mathiello over at Manhattan for the job that he does with that program. Now for sure, man. I mean the trust is, is deservingly so because he's not not the shot down, you know. So. Um, definitely goes both ways, man. You got to have a coach that has confidence in you, and then you know, you have, as a player, you got to be able to kind of go out there and 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 deliver, you know. And, and, and he did that, man. Um, but you know, to the games of the week, we are still in championship week. Um, conference tournaments are in full swing, man. And to the America East, we're gonna have a. a a conference championship, man, between two, 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 two teams who pulled off some crazy upsets as well, man. We've been talking about UMBC and Vermont, um, so I'm gonna have to give an apology, you know, to UMass Lowell and Hartford because I pretty much penciled UMBC and Vermont into that championship game, and um, Hartford and UMass Lowell both had a lot to say about that going on the road, and you know, we we talked about. Vermont being one of the toughest tough places to play at length on this podcast. I mean, Hartford is able to go there um, and get a win on the road. And UMass Lowell is able to go to UMBC and get a win on the road in a game that they were down by double figures. You know, they. I, I remember we were watching that game, man. I'm pretty sure um, UMBC led for like 39 minutes or something like that in that game, man. And UMass Lowell um, took the lead like at the very, very last second in that game, man, to, to, to win it, man, and punch the ticket. Uh, to, to the championship game. Yeah, man, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I told you guys on this podcast last week that Harvard would have something to say about this American East tournament. And I was right. I told you about the backcourt with Tracy Carter and Austin Williams. And those guys only combined for 47 points uh, in, that, in that win at Vermont. Austin Williams went for 25 points and 9 rebounds. Tracy Carter, 22 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. So Hartford, is, 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 like, like I said last week, man, they, they are no slouch, man. They, they, they are a team that, you know, um, didn't really have a great record season. I mean, they they were able to earn a four seed in the conference tournament, man. But you know, those guys are no slouch, man. Those guys, I'm, I'm gonna put a prediction in that those guys are gonna be able to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament behind that backcourt of Tracy Carter and Austin Williams, man. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn, but uh, you know, I, I was right on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm I'm definitely um you know gonna be tapped in to the American East final, man. To the Atlantic Ten. Um, we're gonna have VCU and St. Bonnie's, man. These are the, the the two best teams in the A10 all year, man. Everybody was talking about Richmond and St. Louis, and um, these two teams were the two teams that kind of rose to the top, man, and, and have been kind of one and two for the majority of the year, man. We just heard today that Bones Highland got named A10 Player of the Year in only his sophomore year. Um, a guy who I was able to see in person when he came down to, to George Mason, man, absolutely special, special talent, man. We know what St. Bonnie's has as well. Um, obviously, with Coach Mark, Mark Smith and a pair of PSA guys and. Kyle Lawson and uh, Osun, Osunyi. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be a great, great championship game. I, I, I really am I'm looking forward to it. I don't know who I'm, who I'm picking to win that one, man, but, you know, VCU and St. Bonnie is, is definitely going to be appointment television. Not for sure, man. Like we just said, Bowens Highland was named A-10 Player of the Year, and Mark Schmidt of St. Bonnie was named A-10 Coach of the Year. So, going to have a coach, him, co- uh, coach of the Year going into Player of the Year, man. So, perfect chess match. Mike Rhodes, obviously, is no slouch either. He's a great, great coach, great man, great leader of men. And like you mentioned, Kyle Lofton and Osuna Suni are two of the best players in the A-10, man. So, it's going to be a great a great game. Like you said, appointment television. Both of those guys will be dancing in the NCAA tournament regardless of who wins that game, man. So, I'll be tuned in uh, for sure, you know, whenever that game tips off. Now, for sure, man, I mean, it, it, it's the, the classic debate, man. Is it coaching? Is it players? I mean, which one is it, man? I guess we'll find out in the ASEN title game, man. To the Patriot League, we're going to head to the semifinals, man. We got Loyola and Army and Bucknell and Colgate in the semifinals in the Patriot League, man. Um, obviously, we know Colgate has been kind of the best team in that league all year. Um, Loyola was able to pull off a major upset over Navy. Um, so we're going to have, you know, two two games, man, between some 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 great teams in the Patriot League. For sure, man. I mean, don't sleep on Army. Um, Army is a team that has been a, that has been pretty good all year. They started off really strong and finished, finished a little slow. Um, but if you, if you remember, Colgate and Army played earlier in the year, and Army beat Colgate, the only loss of the season, um, for Colgate came against Army earlier in the year. Um, so that's going to be a game definitely to circle on your calendars. Um, 
this this if if Army was able is able to defeat Loyola, Loyola obviously defeated the one seed um, Navy uh, in the Patriot League um, opening round um, last weekend. So now we're on the semifinal rounds. Um, but don't 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 sleep on Army, man. Obviously, Colgate beat him by you know forty four that first game, one one to fifty seven. But then Army was able to come back night two and get that win. So they are the only team to beat Colgate all year, man. So if Army's able to beat Loyola, that could be a very very good championship game in the Patriot League. I'm still gonna pick Colgate to win that league, but I think Army will give them a run for their money. We'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done pencing teams in, you know, so we'll have to see how that one shakes out in the Patriot League, man. But um, a lot of other other leagues, you know, still going on. Obviously, we got, you know, the MAAC and the MAC in the quarterfinals. The Big Skies in the quarterfinals. Big West is in the quarterfinals. The SWAC and the WAC are all in the quarterfinals of the conference tournaments now. Um, conference USA, as well as the Southland, is in the second round. Um... And the Mountain West, the first round starts today, man. So, you know, between now and Selection Sunday, man, we got tons and tons of action across the mid-major landscape. Tons of basketball will be played. I'm sure tons of upsets to kind of still be talked about. So, um, next week when we have our episode of the Autobator, man, I'm sure we're going to have lots to dive into, um, lots to kind of digest. But we're going to be looking forward to giving you guys our, you know, NCAA tournament sleepers, you know, some, some bracket buster picks and things of the such. So... Um, stay tuned for that, man. Yeah, this time next week, we will have a bracket. We'll be getting ready for those first four games in Dayton this time next week. So we're going to give you guys our, our picks next week. Guys, you know, your 12-5 upsets, your 13-4 upsets. We're going we're gonna to let you guys know the mid-major teams to, to go to Vegas and put the house on next week. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that episode next week. Um, you will not be disappointed. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be telling people to bet their house on this podcast. I don't oh, know if we're going to be. Oh. I don't know if we're going to want to encourage. I mean, we are in Atlantic City with the casinos, but just as a disclaimer, we're not telling anybody to go and bet your house on this podcast. I don't want to get any messages, any DMs on Twitter saying, "Oh, you guys trying to bet my house, and now I'm homeless." All right, um, I don't want to see any of those tweets. You know, I don't want to be held liable or responsible for anybody who decides to place a bet of any amount on anything in this March Madness. Yeah, well, uh, that was Andrew Robinson. You know, his picks have not been looking too good this year. You know, but my picks, my picks have been looking, my, my picks looking, have been looking very good all year. So, bet your house on my picks. Drew might want to stay away from those, but, you know, I'm, I'm very, very confident in, in my picks. So, you know, if you want to win some money, if, if you want to, you know, earn some income over the next few weeks, stay tuned to my picks. I'm going to get you paid. Listen, okay, it's the and 2 well-versed in, in, in the legal aspect of things, you know. We gambling don't want, gambling we is don't, legal in America. Gambling is very legal, but we don't want anybody telling, coming back on us, you know, suing us, you know. How they gonna sue us? That we told them to do this and they lost their house. Now they're homeless. They lost their car. They don't have a way to get to work. All right, so we're gonna, we're gonna give you guys some suggestions, okay? You don't have to do it, you know, bet at your own risk. Gamble at your own risk. We'll give you guys some, some suggestions and you can do with that information what you may. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not forcing anybody to uh, to gamble anything, but if you want to win some money, you know, come see me. Come come come, come talk to me. Uh, I'm your guy. But that's gonna do it for another episode of the Auto Bid. We are in Championship Week, and I cannot wait for next week. We will have a bracket um, to look forward to, man. So stay safe, stay healthy, everybody. Make sure you guys, as always, are liking our content, sharing our content. Give us a rating um, on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Make sure you are following us on social media, at Twitter, uh, Instagram. We're also on YouTube at All Facts Media. Um, AllFactsMediaInc.com is our website for all our content, man. So make sure you guys are up to date with everything we are putting out. And as always, make sure you are streaming my guy, Pull Up Tay's music. Um, his, his project is out on all platforms, life ain't famous. You got guys going listen to that, man. New music is on the way. Happy March. Make sure you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and until next time, this has been another episode of the Auto Bid. You bitten on me. I can tell. What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Take your best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy. You bitten on me. I can tell. It's time to get a check, boy. Check, boy. On the sideline, you ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You bitten on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talk about? Take your best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.